Do you ever do you ever just want to get fat? There. <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> Maybe I should do more audience research mm, before I ask such it. questions. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and soccer update from all over the globe. My name is Alex Herman, and I'm joined, as always, by Brady Olson and Dave Kolichkowski. Boys, we are back. We're back. I'm feeling great. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, baby. Lots of energy today. Loving it. Before we dive into everything, quick shout out, Ian Scarlato, producer for the podcast. Thank you for turning our podcast into the fine audio quality product that it is. A lot has happened since the last time that we conversed, met. Sure. Yeah, all of them, Zoomed. all of the above. Yeah. Option C. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> Two weeks have passed, really, in the NFL. Two weekends, let's say. I want to go over them really quick because we're already more than halfway through the NFL season. Crazy. Yeah, right? Time flies. Last week was week 12. Got a couple headlines here. Big games. Raiders versus Cowboys. When it was one of the big games, people were saying it's going to be a shootout, going to be a good game. Ah. It was. Raiders got the victory. 36 to 33 over them boys. And I'm very happy about that. Hate the Cowboys. the NFL. Yeah, and then we all remembered neither of those teams are good. Yeah, <laughs> we moved on with our lives. <laughs> In the AFC, the Bengals crushed the Steelers, forty-one to ten. Who? I thought the Bengals would win that. Didn't see that outcome coming. No. Colts. Who? Uh, what is this team? They're appointment I, I, is what they I'm are. pulling yes. for the Colts, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I would kind of like fan. them. I don't have a team this year. <laughs> <laughs> they managed to make it cl- make it a close game against the defending champion Buccaneers, but ended up losing 38 to 31. And the Packers handled the Rams 36 to 28. It was not Ooh. as much of a game as that score made it. Yeah. yeah, I'm so confused about the Rams. I I thought mm-hmm. they'd be just that Trash. much better. I think yeah, uh, Stat Padford is proving hey. a little bit right, but also <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Odell Beckham Jr. fans. <laughs> 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 then this past weekend, it's week 13. Obviously, Brady, can you check that math? 13 comes after 12. It does. Yes. yes. Excellent. Some people skip it because they're afraid of it. Thank you, statistician. Love it. The Dolphins making headline news, winning five in a row. What? Yeah. They won against the Giants 20 to nine. That part's not difficult to understand. Five in a row. For the Dolphins. Tua, 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 rocking everywhere. I guess, man. I don't what know. About Waddle, man. The ro- yeah, wide receiver. Him too. That, that guy. That duo. The Washington football team. Dave, you're rooting for the Colts. I'm rooting for Washington. I'm going to get my heart broken, but I'm rooting for it. (laughs) Why would you do that? It's not good. (laughs) They edge out a win versus the Raiders, 17 to 15. They're now six and six. 
They've won four games in a row, including a victory over the Buccaneers. Is that a riverboat, Ron? Uh, yeah, it is. There now, eh, that could be. Who's fun. called there because he used to occasionally go for it on fourth before and, everyone, and, anyone did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he had a chance in the game yesterday to go for it in a high pressure fourth down situation and went up to the line of scrimmage and then called a timeout yeah, and went, no, they? I'm not doing it. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I've got the green lizard back here. Yep. <laughs> Seahawks, who have been just dreadful lately, beat the 49ers 30 to 23. Is this them back on form? Nope. Maybe. <laughs> who, knows? who knows? I did see Russell throw his first like signature moon ball touchdown True. for since since before since his injury. injury. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll see. Small sample size. Steelers squeak out a victory over the Ravens 20 to 19. Did you see the final play of this game? I did not. Ravens drive down the field game in, in the final in the closing minutes. Score the touchdown to make it 19 to 20. John Harbaugh says, I'm going for two. We're going to win this game right here. Lamar Jackson gets the ball, has Watt in his face immediately, so has to throw it really quick to Mark Andrews, hits him in his fingertips, balls drop, game over. Steelers bobble, bobble, bobble. Something else. I heard it. I heard Watt like made the play. That was like yep. the game on the line. Yep. And Watt's like, yep, I'm the best player on this field. Meanwhile, yep. Lamar Jackson's out here running around. Doesn't True. matter. I got him. Yep. It was whew, what an end to the game. Very fun. And then last night, Sunday night football, the Chiefs defense makes a statement shutting down the Broncos in a 22 to 9 win. I say makes a statement yeah. because. For the entire season up until this point, they've really been a Swiss cheese D. It was not hard to score on them. And the Broncos, they're capable of scoring points, but they just look like they did not have an offense at all last night. Mahomes still does not look like himself. Something is going on. I don't know what it is. But also they showed his stats, and he is way better away than he is at home Mm. this season. Maybe that has something to do with it. Oh, no. 12 points, Patty Mahomes, leading my fantasy football team into Ooh. despair. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never <Ooh>. again. <laughs> and tonight, we have a game in Buffalo, Bills yes. versus the Pats. Have you yes. seen any of the videos or pictures yes. of the field? It's a full-on blizzard. Excellent. That's awesome. That's I love me some snow football. Same. That's going to be a fun Same. one. A lot of running. <laughs> yeah. Or with how hard Josh Allen can throw the ball, he just he won't even care. Just say, Fires fine. It through the snow. <laughs> Fire it through the snow. All right. Enough about football. Thank you for humoring me. Let's move on to football. Subtle. Chicago Red Stars news. Kind of follow-up on uh, what we discussed on the previous episode of the podcast um, regarding the change in... Um, the head coach. Yep. Let me retake that. Regarding the change in the head coach for the Red Stars, ownership came out and had some things to say. Yeah, I just think it was a good response. They apologized and they called out names of Kristen Press, Jennifer Hoy, Samantha Johnson. Uh, those are specific players uh, that had been noted throughout all the reports. 
the NWSL has already put in new and multiple anonymous ways to report abuse. The Red Stars are going to add those sorts of things into their own team as well. And they're talking about the coaching search will involve current players, sports psychologists, background checks, and more interviews with prior players and staff for anyone that they're interviewing for the role. All of that sounds fantastic, but I'm a little bit in my, in my brain. I'm saying, why was this not done before? Why is that not the expectation for a professional ball club? So I, you know, I, I, now I'm talking in circles. Sorry, everybody, but let's not focus on the negative. This is good. These are positive changes and this is at least a step in the right direction. Yes. Good start for me. Uh, Dave, do you want to start us? <laughs> yeah, good start to the episode. Uh, Dave, do you want to take us through some of the early player movement? Yeah, so Katie Johnson and Mackenzie Doniak were traded to the San Diego Wave, the expansion team, for roster protection and allocation money. It's also part of their wishes. Katie Johnson and, and Mackenzie Doniak are from California, <laughs> so they kind of requested this to the club. If you're trying to find a way to make to protect players on this roster, maybe send us along. So it's a it's a both the players and the club are just helping each other out in this situation. Uh, this one's very personal and very sad for me. Julie Ertz yeah. and Sarah Gordon, two of my favorite players mm. on this team, plus an international spot, yeah. were traded to Angel City FC, another expansion team, for roster protection. I just wanted to bring this up because I'm not used to teams being so proactive with the mm. roster protection when an expansion draft happens. It just, I was kind of shocked. Like, these are some really solid players. Yes, we've retained. Uh, Mal Pugh and um, Watt, but it seems like we've willingly given up some really solid players just to save. And, and obviously, you know, with Doniak and Johnson, they wanted to go back to Cali, but just, I don't know. I was pretty shocked. Yeah, I would say it's shocking. And, you know, when I saw it pass across my feed, I was pretty upset, of course. Uh, but yeah. the Red Stars are taking into account player desires a lot here. Um, and it's also to remove the stress good. during this like crazy weird time. It's removing yeah. some of the stress of the expansion draft. Just, you know, what, you're, if you're gone, you're gone. If you're here, you're here. And I, I really feel like as a player, that gives me confidence mm-hmm. going forward. One other thing I wanted to ask, too, is that like the, the international spot isn't as coveted as it is in the MLS. I feel like we have the best players, even depth-wise, like in the United States already. Like... Have we really used our international spot recently as the Red Stars? Well, I mean, Sam Kerr would be an example of someone yeah. who was probably one of our better players on the team. She just scored a worldie, by the way. She scored a, mm-hmm. uh, a beautiful chip in the English uh, FA Cup, the Women's FA Cup for Chelsea. Find that highlight. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. I think if we put ourselves in the shoes of these players, too, that are requesting to be traded... Uh, in the event uh, or because of recent events, recent things that occurred or came to light, um, I think it speaks to the club to honor those wishes. I think I would be mm-hmm. one of those players, even if I wasn't a victim of those inexcusable actions, I would want to leave. I would want to get out of there. So I think they're doing the right thing by saying, yep, we will let you go. Yeah. We understand. Get out of here. This is no coincidence. This is yep. absolutely yeah. on purpose. Uh, another player was traded to Olympic Reign 
uh, was Nikki Stanton, and she's from Washington. So just another example of, okay, we're going to find right. the right spots for the right people. I am excited, however, focusing on the positive here. Tierna Davidson, Casey Kruger, Alyssa mm-hmm. Nair, Mal Woo! Pugh, signed through 2023. That's pretty great. Uh, also, Alyssa Nair has a club option for the next year after that. Fantastic. Uh, and then oh, another yeah. piece of fun news is Kayla Sharples was loaned to Adelaide United in Australia, which, and this is just for the offseason, and then she comes back to us, which if I were a player, that would be so fun to go play for an international. That is like, really cool. So cool. Yep. Some good, some bad, mixed bag for the Red Stars, I think. Mixed bag news mm-hmm. overall, though. More positive to focus on good changes coming for the club. I think Progress. So. That's how we like it. Moving over to the fire. Big news coming from yes. that club as well. New head coach, Ezra Hendrickson. We haven't been able to talk about this yet. I am very excited, truly. Uh, he's a true MLS lifer. Been around it. He's only played uh, his professional ball was in the MLS. And then he immediately moved into assistant coaching around the league. He was the head coach of Sounders 2. Uh, which actually is very significant. We'll go into that a little bit more. He played for and assistant coached with Siggy Schmidt, which is a, a really important thing. Anyone who knows the MLS knows that the Coach of the Year Award now is named after Siggy Schmidt for all of that he's done for the MLS. So that is very important. He was a center back, as Roe was when he played, had a lot of attacking head coaches give him the defensive responsibilities. Greg Berhalter, Caleb Porter, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, just said, hey, I've got the rest of this team. You take the defense. No one laughed that I said Zlatan was the coach. I mean, come on. That's, mm. that's funny. That's, this, it was. Is, this is grade A stuff. Come on. <laughs> He's like LeBron. <laughs> Player coach. Um, I, I listened to the interview on uh, chicago-fire.com with Ezra. And one of the things he mentioned was the team ID should be equivalent to the city reputation. And he said hard work. And he said that like three or four times in this little interview, just hard work. And then one of the things I picked up on in interviews he did when he was with the Seattle Sounders was he talked a lot about transition. So we've got a defensive-minded person who understands how to keep the ball out of your own net. And he's focusing on transition. So I don't think it will be too shocking for players. It's not too different from Wiki's transitional style. But maybe Ezra will have a little bit more practicality, a little bit more nous about how to teach a young team how to play this fun transition style while not being totally overrun by the other team. Frankie, I miss you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I miss you too. (laughs) He's so fast. (laughs) All right, I'm going to go into some player news, begrudgingly. (laughs) <laughs> to start, and then we'll transition to fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, Bornstein, we signed him for another year. Yeah. <sighs> old old man. man. I old get man. it. I get it. I know it's it sounds bad, but especially for a defensive it's coach, it's probably in, good. Yeah. It does. It is. And basically, it's up to someone else on the the roster to take the spot from him. Please do so. <laughs> Please. Oh my God! If yeah. someone doesn't do it, I I. I think this is a great signing as long as he doesn't play more than like five or six games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he can just coach. But that's not going to happen. So anyways. Know, just <laughs> come on, Dave. 
And then Omsberg, uh, which we were kind of high on when he first started, and then he just kind of drifted into, I don't know, whatever he became. <laughs> the abyss of the team? I guess, yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. <laughs> he's a younger guy. Maybe he'll turn it around. Got yeah. him for, um, he's got club options for the next couple of years. So if he pans out, uh, we could can retain him, which is great. Love it. Uh, some news for Navarro signed through 2024 with a club option through 2025. So obviously despite up and down performance, Brady, the fire sees something in him. Cause I think he was kind of on your crap list throughout the year. Well, Heights even said that he outperformed his contract, which either means that his okay. contract was very low or right. I, th- <laughs> I think also we were paying him $50,000 a year. <laughs> there you go. But what I think it's also in response to we're building a young team and the whole kind of point of this is to be young and have your core be young. So he wasn't terrible. I think he's got really good uh, skills in the attacking third. Hopefully Ezra can teach him a little bit more responsibility in his own third. Um, One thing I do like about a lot of this is club options. A lot of the fires contracts under the old guard were player options, which are, you know, fine and well, but a club option is so much more powerful. If you don't meet our expectations, we have the control to say we're not signing you again. It's very important. All right, continue, Dave. Sorry. Oh, and then here comes the good news. John Duran coming this season. Finally. Ian, help me. (laughs) And let's, I mean, we're going to be excited. He's going to be really flashy at times, but he's also a baby so it's yeah, not yeah. going to be totally consistent i don't think he's going to come in and be the golden boot winner no um, but no i'm very excited <laughs> and i will expect and be the golden boot winner uh, anyway yeah, well, that's so <laughs> slonina had a big call up uh to the u.s men's national um what was it the u21s or is it no no younger full u.s nationals full u.s oh man wow he's 17 until may that's wild. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he'll play very much. I don't think he'll play in this Bosnia game, but it is just an opportunity for Greg Burhalter to, uh, he's got a ton of young players on this roster to teach him his way to say, I've got my eye on you. And if you keep progressing, you're going to make this U.S. men's national team. And he'll leave the fire. Excellent. I was just about to say, I'm really excited to have a young spot like, like that on the fire and yeah, he's going to get really good and leave the fire. Yes. However, it's your season we have him right now. now. We have him right now. Yes. Give us that money. Okay. Uh, new other news. And this is more MLS news. Uh, the MLS next pro league is starting this year, 2022. It's a new minor league soccer competition with MLS second team. So like I was saying before the Seattle Sounders two, Ezra Hendrickson has experience with this. It just didn't have its own, you know, big old league like this. So now Mm -hmm. we have this league and then there will also be additional outside professional teams. Uh, The only example of this right now is the Rochester Rhinos who are called Rochester, New York FC. Um, And then Dave, I think you've got a couple interesting facts about the Rochester, New York FC. Yeah. Uh, So it's co-owned by Jamie Vardy, which is pretty cool. So, you know, maybe we'll see him suited up in a Rhinos jersey someday too. Player coach, owner coach, you know, <laughs> owner, player coach, maybe one of the three. <laughs> and they are the only team to win the U.S. Open Cup outside of the MLS since the MLS began. 
which is mm, a really cool fact. So that's um, like the FA Cup version for the United States, which mm-hmm. is cool. So, but I guess, I guess one thing I'd want to know about this though, pretty, because this is I saw you throw this in the notes, and I think it's fascinating. But what I wanted to know now is how pissed is the USL and everybody else? Mm-hmm. That's the fallout that I'm curious about from this because this is um, basically MLS saying we're going to own the second tier of us soccer and and there's going to be no competition for that especially because they're allowing some of the top teams i would i would imagine it's only a matter of time before the was it the new york cosmos like end up joining too and all the other big name teams that were you know lowered you know in the lower tiers but they have you know big tournament success they'll be there soon so. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I honestly don't know how the other leagues are going to interact with this. I wonder if they got mm-hmm. punished by COVID quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, so that's your homework assignment for next week, Dave. Get the get the feeling. Done. The other leagues. Done. So big moves for both teams, Red Stars and the Fire. It's the off season for both leagues. However, the MLS is still underway. The playoffs. <laughs> Battle yeah. for the cup. When we last spoke to you, beautiful listeners, we had mentioned that we were going to pick a game of the week, and we didn't know the teams yet. <laughs> Instead of going over that specific game, we will cover it. What we want to do is give you a look at the bracket overall for the MLS. For the 2021 Cup playoffs brought to you by Audi. Audi, you're very welcome. Yeah, for well that done plug. there. That was good. Yeah, that's that's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let, I, I'll take you through the bracket, and you guys can pipe in whenever you have stuff to say. Um, but the the should have won. Oh, sorry, <laughs> well, I spoke that, out of yeah. turn. <laughs> playoffs have been absolutely so much fun, and I said like exiting the pod last time. Well, everything's gone chalk. Basically, since I said that, nothing's, it's just been insane. Whoever was the favorite didn't win or they went to pens or something like that. So I'm just going to run through it really fast. I'll start with the Western Conference. We have Sporting Kansas City versus Vancouver. That game was pretty much straightforward. Uh, SKC was the better team, moved on three to one. Uh, The next game, I'm just going to go chronological. Portland beat Minnesota. A little bit unfortunate for you, Herman, uh, but Portland was the better team on the day and Golasso. Watch those highlights. Mm. Um, and then the last sort of play-in game, if you will, was Seattle versus RSL. And this started the crazy upsets. Yeah. Uh, RSL, no shots on target. All <laughs> the way through, 120 minutes. Into penalties, they won 6-5 to five on PKs. Totally insane. <laughs> Gotta love it. <laughs> that is... And RSL are ownerless right now. Their head coach earlier in the season left to go be an assistant coach for a different MLS team. Just insane. So Pablo Mastroianni take a bow just to beat Seattle in the playoffs is crazy. They got rid of the big bad wolf for sure. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So next up was Colorado versus Portland. Uh, Colorado was first seed in the West, so they didn't have to play a play-in game. And then they end up playing the Red Hot Portland Timbers, which didn't help mm-hmm. them. And Portland got away with that one, one nothing. Meanwhile, SKC RSL, we've got a major favorite here, but 
they were not successful. RSL, who mm. played super defensively, like I said, against Seattle, were actually the more aggressive team against SKC. So just fantastic to see them just totally change their whole vibe and be successful with it. It was an awesome game to watch. And then that leads us to Saturday's game, which was Portland versus RSL. And RSL's luck mm-hmm. finally ran out. They got a little bit uh, overwhelmed by the crowd, I would say. The crowd was mm-hmm. loud in Portland. And they got an early goal. It was within the first 10 minutes. And RSL never really could catch back up. Yeah, And that means Portland will be hosting the MLS Woo! Cup, which is on the 11th. Yeah, baby. I envy Portland on so many levels. I was just watching those highlights. And it's like you're in Europe. When you go to one of those games, there's tons of fans. They're all very loud, mm-hmm. very animated. It's and then they have a good team on top of it. You know that would be so cool to be in that city as a soccer fan. Yeah, it'd be it'd be cool to be in the Cascadia region. I'm gonna throw out a statistic oh, yeah. in a yeah. little bit here, but just Portland and Seattle have been dominant in the MLS, and I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, let's starting with the Eastern Conference. And a game that I sort of missed, and when I went back and looked at it, wow, I'm sorry I missed it. This was Philly versus Red Bull New York. And both teams, chaos, just agents of chaos. Just no, we don't really need to have the ball. We'll make sure that when you have it, it's just disruptions and nonsense. And this game went all the way into the 123rd minute before there was a goal. And of course, it had to be a center back with a half volley outside of the box that just loops over the goalkeeper perfectly into the top corner. Again, 123rd minute, Jakob Glesnes, insane. <laughs> then we've got New York City versus Atlanta, and that one was pretty straightforward. Atlanta had a decent season, but New York is just a better team than them, and they won 2 nothing. And then there was Nashville versus Orlando. Now, this game was kind of funny because Nashville played seven people behind the ball, and just let CJ Sapong and Hani Mutar just run their offense. It was really funny. It was one-sided. <laughs> and there was a 2v6 at some point that Mukhtar and Sapong were like, yeah, we got this. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so that was just really fun. Oh, and you man. should watch those highlights. Um, so that takes us to Philly versus Nashville. Uh, and that game was crazy. Again, Nashville being that sort of sit in and we'll go against you and counter. And then Philly being just Boring. agents of chaos. Yeah, a little bit. Um, they know their their style, I guess. They do. Um, and then Philly, just the agents of chaos, were like, well, we, we, we've got this one. We can take it to them. And they did end up winning 2 to nothing on PKs, actually. It was 1-1 one one and, and all the way through. And then 2 nothing on PKs. Andre Blake was masterful. This takes us to the New England versus New York City game. And New England sat and didn't play for something like 21 days. It was crazy amount of time, the layoff, just because they were the Supporter Shield winners. Um, We can get into a conversation about that later, maybe after the cup or something. Um, Rebrand curse. (laughs) Also. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think it did bite them. Uh, They just weren't as good as New York City on the day. However, the game went all the way to PK's. And you would expect Matt Turner to be the the difference, and he just wasn't. Five to three, New York City won it. It was pretty crazy on New England's on New England's field. Nuts. So took us to Sunday's game, Philly versus New York City, and Philly got smashed by COVID. 
eight of their starters yes. out. And uh, New York City took it to them two to one. It was a pretty close game, pretty fun game. Yeah. New York City was the better team. Yeah. yeah. Philly drew uh, first blood too, although it was kind of mm-hmm. lucky. But yeah. honestly, it was a really close game. And uh, New York didn't score until I think it was the 88th minute. That's when they got the game winner. So mm-hmm. it, it was close to going wow. to extra time. Yeah. yeah, sort of a misplay by the right back too. It, if mm-hmm. he had just headed it away, it would have gone into extras. Not to good for them. Too bad playing that well, being that many men down. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was quite impressive. Um, and yeah, it was also impressive. Was New York City's comeback aspect because it was ninety seconds after they got conceded the goal that they scored themselves. <laughs> Pretty fun. So that was yeah. a fun game to watch. And that takes us to Saturday. December 11th, Portland hosts New York City FC at 2 p.m. Central Time on ABC. Watch that with us. You know that we'll be watching that game. You know, my Mm -hmm. favorite part about this bracket is the fact that the one seeds got knocked out as early as they could. Mm -hmm. I am always an underdog fan. And specifically for March Madness, when I'm watching that, I just almost always root for the underdogs unless there's a team that I want to win. And so that's what I did here as well. And as you mentioned previously, it had been chalk for a few games and then it just went crazy. And I was so happy seeing all these teams get knocked out. Um, Teams go on runs, just get hot when they needed. It's fun. It's a good time. Playoffs are always fun because that's what you should expect is the unexpected. Yeah. Excellent. So we're going to switch gears over to EPL for a hot second. (laughs) Yeah. Boy, (laughs) I have been dreading this for past 48 hours, 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Both actually pretty much. (laughs) Dave, why don't you just get it over with? Talk about Liverpool. Oh yeah. We smoked Southampton and Everton as expected. Mm -hmm. Ivac Arivi. Stoppage time magic again. <laughs> He's been doing it for years. It's awesome. Uh, Listener, you can't we, see his face, but Dave's smile yeah. is... I'm smug as hell. <laughs> <laughs> We're back yeah. in second place, right behind City. The game against AC Milan doesn't matter tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure we've probably won it by the time you're listening to it because the kids are going to kick their ass. Okay. Excuse my language. First place. Kick yeah. their butts. Blip that. <laughs> Also, first place team in Italy. Okay. Who cares? They're garbage. <laughs> garbage. Oh, and then we have a fun matchup this weekend against Stevie G, our future head coach. Has had a solid start to Aston Villa's, um, you know, his Aston Villa tenure. He's three and one, only lost to City two to one, which is pretty okay. impressive for that team. He's just warming up to take his turn at the helm once Klopp retires or moves on. I'm thinking like that's five to ten years from now, so I think we're okay. So Liverpool's going to be good for a long time. Also, just going back to the smoking of Southampton and Everton, Liverpool are playing at their top level right now again. They are unbeatable, except for that Wolves game. That Wolves game was a little confusing for me, but maybe they're just getting tired. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. We're fine. It's okay. They're going to win all of the games except for the ones they lose. Yeah. You're right. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, Brad. Tottenham. What is going on? They are higher in the table than I thought they would be at this point in the season. Got to give them that. Well, we beat Norwich. 
That's good. Yeah. yeah. Three nothing. It was actually a little bit more stressful than three nothing sounds, but okay. Uh, Son <laughs> has added a Spider-Man element to his cellies, which of course I'm a big fan cool. of. Cool. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, Josh Sargent missed a sitter, an easy one for PL uh, Premier League standards, uh, which both gave me relief and heartburn. Uh, Tottenham play Brightburn away next week, which sounds a lot like a trap. Hopefully Conte's plan will have taken some sort of shape by then. It wasn't super convincing yet against Norwich. Now we did win three, nothing. So, uh, and also Kane can pass the ball like a wizard. It's so fun to watch him simply pass the ball. Brighton's tough. They've been on like a huge, like draw streak. So the trap assumption might not be too far off. Brady, so. Ooh. Be wary. Mm-hmm. Be wary of the trap. It's a trap. <laughs> My turn. Chelsea Woo! smoked Juventus on November 23rd, 4 to nothing. It was their fifth match of this first round of the Champions League. Both of those teams, Chelsea and Juventus, are moving on to the next round. Five days later, November 28th, tied Man U. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever. <laughs> Not thinking about that. Beat Watford two to one. Cool. And then lost to West Ham this past Saturday, three to two. That's the one that hurts. That puts them in third place, one point behind Liverpool, who is one point behind City. So hmm. West Ham sits fourth in the table. Tottenham sits fifth. Look at us, all friends. Still enemies, but all friends. (laughs) Top four matchup is going to be lit this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Now, turning our attention to next week, the game of the week. The game that we ask you all to watch with us so that when we break it down, you know what we're referring to. Our game of the week is... The MLS Cup. It's got to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Portland versus NYCFC taking place Saturday, December 11th at 2 p.m. That's going to be on ABC and Unimas. Excelente. Si, football. I'm pumped. I love the MLS Cup. I love a final. It's going to be very intense, I would say. And Portland, the fans will be up for it. You can guarantee that. Um, I'm really torn because the numbers loved New York City all season. They created a ton of chances. Uh, They won last game without their center striker uh, because of a red card. Just they all the signs point towards them. However, playing away in Portland, that's that's tough. And Portland's one of those teams where you kind of don't know what you're going to see from them. They might sit and counter on you or they might swarm you a little bit. So no idea really what's going to happen. Let's make some predictions. I'm down. I am rooting for Portland here. They beat the loons. And for that reason, I want them to go all the way. Okay. Plus take that two ways. I really, yes, you can. I like to think that I'm taking the high road though. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> good, good. <laughs> I also like to watch Portland play. I think they're fun. So they are. I'm taking them. 
The score prediction is difficult, though, because as you said, NYC make a lot of chances for themselves. However, I'm going to go two to one Portland with the victory. Okay. Dave? Go goal heavy on this one. Three to two. It's going to be a big game. Big game. Let's do it. Who's winning? Portland. Yeah. Taking that home team. All right. If you guys are going to go Portland, fine. Two to one, New York. No, boo. Get out of here. They're going to weather the storm a little bit and then take the game into their hands. I am actually, I'd rather Portland win, but that's my prediction. (laughs) Yeah. Screw New York. (laughs) (laughs) All right. There you have it. Make sure that you tune in for the MLS Cup final. Again, that's December 11th, 2 p.m. We'll be talking about that next week. Before we wrap things up here, boys, any other thoughts that you have? Closing thoughts. It's been a while since you've been able to speak your mind. So now is your chance. Mm-hmm. It can't be about Liverpool, Dave. Oh, I was going to say, you really do need to. No, no, no. Not just because of Liverpool, but because I think Steven Gerrard is a very good coach and he is probably a really fit match for Klopp. I think it'd be worth watching the Liverpool-Aston Villa game. And he might uh, make me poop my pants a little bit as a Liverpool fan. So Mm. I would watch it. I think it'll be good. Yummy. Uh, My (laughs) thought is Ralph Ranjik has taken over officially for Manchester United. And he is Mm. the father of pressing football, essentially. He has taught Red Bull how to do their thing. He's been in Germany. He's daddy. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, inappropriate as that sounded. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the United will be totally different. The United you've been watching so far this season, that will not be the way. It will be a in-your-face pressing style. I will see how, I mean, Ronaldo should be able to do that. He's one of the most fit people on this planet. I don't know that he wants to do that. So we'll see. Mm. And the roster itself isn't really a pressing roster. No. But uh, that whole changeover will be fascinating to watch. This summer will be a lot of fun. True for them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A change was needed for them. That's for sure. Mm. Yep. Smeagol wasn't helping them anymore. No. no. Vanish back to the cave. <laughs> My precious. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it. Thank you to all of our lovely listeners for tuning in. We're very happy to be back. Feel free to shoot us an email. WindyCityWingers.info at gmail.com. Comments, questions, concerns, feedback, anything that you have for us. You can also reach out to us directly. We have an Instagram, Windy City Wingers. Brady, if our listeners want to reach out directly to you, where can they do that? On Instagram, I am at BradTheBard13. And then on Twitter, I am at stat underscore bro. And Dave, why don't you give a quick plug on those social medias for yourself? I'm WCW Dave on both Twitter and Instagram. Love it. Thank you, boys. Thank you to all our lovely listeners again. Very happy to be back. Excited to speak with you again next week. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy. Go Timbers. <laughs>